What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Hey, hey, is it me or is it? Uh, is it me or is it? Hey, So Hollywood. Uh, so Hollywood. So Hollywood. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You could be anywhere in the world. But you're here with me. Uh. Shout out to everybody that is tuned in and that will be tuned in today. It's your girl, Miss Hollywood. We about to get it cracking. So Hollywood. We have a special guest. It's always a special guest when it comes to So Hollywood, the podcast. Hey. Is it me or is it? Ha, ha. Is it me or is it? Hey, hey, hey. What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. <laughs> You're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally. And I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. (laughs) As you guys know, and if you don't know, I'm going to let you know. um, I like to do a recap. Last last time I had three legends. I had two interviews in one day. My first interview, it had Chubb Rock and Sweet LD of Oaktown's 357. If y'all don't know who that is, y'all need to go ahead and Google them. Um, and I also had DJ Nasty Ness. DJ Nasty Ness played a huge role in Sir Mix-A-Lot. Um, if y'all don't know who any of these people are, you definitely have to do your research because they're a part of the culture. They're a part of this thing called entertainment. And I just aim to please bringing you this thing called entertainment. You can follow all of them on their Instagram pages, nastiness 818 uh oak towns uh what is it oak towns 357 sweet ld 357 and then also chubb live is also on instagram um catch the latest episode of so hollywood podcast on your favorite streaming platform or here youtube twitch facebook you know i'm upgrading you know uh your girl is upgrading So you'll see changes as I go. So just bear with me. Anyways, uh, go to www.allofhollywood.biz in order to get on the show. And um, yeah, without further ado, I have a legend as well. He is a, a digital relations manager he works for i'm sorry he worked not works for he is collaborating with hip-hop weekly radio he's a playlist curator dj producer record breaker viacom tv label consultant armadale the list goes literally on and on and on and on and on but i'm gonna bring him up here to the stage right now i would i don't have a drum roll i wish i had a drum roll but That's the closest thing I got to a drum roll. So without further ado, I want to bring up my friend, because after this, we will become friends. DJ Nectar! (laughs) How you doing today? Uh, Oh my gosh, my eye. There you go. Can you see it? (laughs) 
I can't see your audio. Oh, yeah, there you go. How you doing today? Am I turned you down? I got you turned down. That's why. Duh. <laughs> um, so how are you? It's it's been a while. We've been uh social media friends for a long time, and it's just been like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. We doing this thing. Yeah, I, I mean I I'm doing good. I've been I've been doing pretty good getting through this <laughs> pandemic. Oh, okay. Well, I see hold on, hold on, wait. Why is it a delay on my end and it's not a delay over here? I don't know what's going on, but we're going to keep it, keep it popping. So <laughs> what we're going to do is start this uh, interview with this. How did this thing called entertainment enter your life? How did it, wait, what, how did it, um, what did it say? I said, how did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Um, as a young boy, I was uh, 12 12 years actually before that but uh really got focused when i was 12 years old and i would um i remember my talent show mm -hmm. my middle school talent show i just wanted to enter entertain the people so i told the i told the teacher i wanted to put on music and they let me put on whatever i wanted to play and then i just fell in love with entertainment ever since Wow. So at a younger age, you just wanted to play music. You wanted to, did you know you wanted to be a DJ um prior to becoming an actual DJ? Nah, that that started when I was a break dancer. What? I was a break dancer and then um <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't know I wanted to be a, a DJ. Wow. Maybe a year later. You said a year later. And that was around what age and or like what what year again? 12 I was 12 I was maybe 12 or 13 mm -hmm. so uh, nine, 1998 oh shit 12 or 13 how old was I in 98 okay I was born in 83 so I don't like I don't know how to do math for real don't 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 we hold born me in the that. same year so actually you know what it might have been it might have been 90 I I think the talent show was in 97 I started DJ in my first club in 98 what Wow. Yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> so you're originally from California, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, Moreno Valley, Moreno Valley, California. They call it the murder. Oh, and why is that? <laughs> uh, it's because it's a place, we're in a place called the Inland Empire. And in the Inland Empire, um, at the time, it was probably one of the not so good places. It's, it was supposed to be suburb, but it wasn't. It was where everybody from L.A. moved to. Oh, okay. So they they did all the programs for LA, uh, move out of LA. That when they was gent what are they gentrifying LA in the early nineties? Oh, they paid people to move to Marino Valley. Wow. So how was that like growing up, and also how was the music scene growing up there? Uh, that growing up, I stayed out. My my parents kept me pretty grounded. So I, growing up, it was. It didn't really affect my life mm -hmm. uh, till probably my uh, till probably I was got in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, with my music, it actually helped my music because th they would form gangs, and I was the I did all I did all the gang parties. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you said you DJed all the gang parties, like in gang gang, like that time. Yeah, like when um. Like when these games, they have their days. Um, so they have a day and they do a party. Uh huh. But since all these the game members was moving from L.A. to the Inland Empire to my area, they knew me personally. Oh. 
and they so they would always a lot of gangs would bring me to their city to DJ back everybody would come back to their hood or to their city to to do a uh they call it a day like for example uh Hoover would be I I had a friend from Hoover it would be 94 day uh-huh. uh which would uh September 4th um 60 day would be like what uh Jennifer Marshall made June something so be all these days so I built friendships with a lot of gang members without being in the gang. Wow! So you were accepted in in pretty much all of the all of those circles, so to speak. Yeah. Wow. That now that is amazing to to have that and you know to have that ability and be able to you know be be I guess friends across the board because that's that's not heard of nowadays and or back in the day so you you definitely are are, are blessed <laughs> yeah i mean it, it got that. me in trouble sometimes what yeah it got me in trouble sometimes just because you be around certain people and everybody knew me as the dj but the, mm. pe- the people that didn't know me they just see they just knew they affiliated they just, you with yeah ah uh, so how that was i bet that was different. I'm I'm guessing that was different. <laughs> yeah, it was a little different. Um, and also, so you said soon after you wanted to be a D- like what what experience after that made you think okay, well, DJing is going to be the prominent thing in my life, and then everything else fell fell after you started to DJ. Um, probably tenth tenth grade. Mm-hmm. 10th 11th grade I was um I was playing basketball I played high school basketball and my whole childhood I thought I was going to be the basketball star but I stopped growing so everybody passed me up I wasn't good at basketball anymore and then um so I was DJing I was DJing like the team clubs and I just started DJing the my uh, the adult the, the nightclubs the 18 and over nightclubs at 16 mm-hmm. and making about nine hundred a week at sixteen wow. years old was uh was my uh my open door to just to, to stop. I stopped everything. I stopped school and everything. I I didn't stop school, but I that was my door to go through. Wow. And so, what was your like? Do you remember your first? But outside of DJing uh, the gang parties, do you remember your first like club performance or like those type of performances? Um, I don't remember my first, uh, like good paying club. I, I do remember my first, uh, club. I was DJing at a club. I was a team, it was a team club and it was just actually at the beginning. I didn't have enough records, but, um, I used to sneak a crate of records in the, and I used to tell the <laughs> promoters that I was the DJ and this is how I would build my relationships with the clubs and start DJing. And then one time, the club promoter put me in the main room to DJ the entire night and I didn't have enough music. Wow. Um, so th- this was around the time when Outkast Equimini was out and I just so happened to play their whole album and luckily they had a good album and it, it took me through the night just playing Outkast music. Just just strictly Outkast music. Cause it's, well, cause... I had I had like some I had some other records, but it I probably had ten records and then Outkast. <laughs> <laughs> the records are there. And that was it. Like for that, just That was it. Wow. And it, that that's what helped me with my talking. Like I I'm real big on talking in, in, in the club. That was that was my niche was the talker. 
So that it got me into okay, let's spread the music. We'll do we'll talk in between songs, and then that became like my trademark. Wow. So you were kind of the first to to well not the first, but one of the people the first people to rock the mic and DJ at the same time. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I don't I don't know if I was the first, but I for sure <laughs> did that in the nineties, <laughs> early two thousands. Oh wow, early two man, early two thousands. Where was that? Okay, so 2001, I moved here to Virginia, and I was about to turn 18. So just around that era. So yeah, I remember that like yesterday. So um, <laughs> uh, what do I have? As far as breaking records, now how did you start doing that side of everything? Breaking records? Uh, how did I? That came like a little bit later. That came, man, when did that? Breaking Records came, um, that actually came in like about 10, about 10, 15 years ago. Just just traveling, playing new artists. Mm-hmm. Um, what, really, what, my, what really stood out was I was in Texas, uh, 2010, and um, I was in Texas, and it was a song called uh, Throw It Off. Walk around the club for everybody. Yeah, oh, so that song, two, that song, two thousand ten. I, I was out there. I heard that in the club, right? And then I noticed that they didn't play that nowhere. Like it was really big in Texas. So I said, I wonder what would happen if I played this in California. And I played it in California. I played it in Florida. I was traveling a lot. I was right. I was one of back then DJs wasn't traveling like they do now. Right. Okay. And I played it in California. I played it in Florida, and then uh, next thing you know, you hear it everywhere. And um, I tried that process again. So that that they was like, oh man, Nectar DJ Nectar broke the record. And I tried that process again with the fanatics. Mm-hmm. Um, don't drop that dunted on. <gasps> don't drop that, that dunted. Oh, that used to yeah, be so my that shit too. That was maybe too. six months. That was maybe six months later, and um, I took that record to Florida. Nobody was playing it, and so that just became my thing, just to play records from other regions around the world. Right, right, and nobody really was doing that, like really going in and breaking records, like talk about it, right? Now, what'd you say? I said nobody was really doing that back in the day, uh, like really breaking records and uh, doing stuff like that. That's amazing. That is like crazy to me, and I because I deal with DJs now as well because I'm I'm a part of the core DJs. Uh, I'm not a, a DJ. I I'm a model technically, and I've been with them for a while. Did you, have you like when it comes to that side of things? Are you involved in in uh, like groups or organizations? Uh, like an organization, like a modeling organization. Not modeling, but like the core DJ. Uh, you know, oh, the, no. those type the, of yeah. That was one thing I always. I've, I mean, I've tried. Like, I it just that wasn't my. That was never really my thing. I won't say that wasn't my thing, but it was just, just like the way I move. It was just. Uh, it was awkward. Right. Like um. In two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Uh. Right when it was right when uh, a program called Serato, actually it was before that, but I was touring with artists and um, Serato wasn't in every club, so I had to learn how to DJ 
differently. Like, so I'll be at some clubs and it wouldn't have Serato. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to, they call it slamming. I had to slam my records with just going record to record, which is basically not mixing. It's basically just playing the record. Oh, and it's, so like I would basically, I would pre-record the, I would pre-record every, every song. So mm -hmm. it slam right. Mm -hmm. And then after doing so many clubs that the Serato was mixed up, that became my style. So then I did that for a year straight. And, that, and then I just stuck with that style. And then, so a lot of DJs, they would say, oh, I'm not a DJ because I don't, I don't mix how they mix. And and even though I've been DJing since the 90s and I know how to use a turntable, use a mix and all that, I stuck with my style. So it's, it really, whenever these, uh, these co coalitions or whatever, they would see me mix, they wouldn't, they would, they would kind of mock me, not with not like to my face or nothing, but they were like, "Oh, yeah, he's he not, not a, a real, DJ. yeah, he's not a DJ. Yeah. He just the 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 ones that just came and just think they can DJ, and you know that's just it. That's crazy. So when it comes to that as well, like, do do you feel that the DJ gets the the respect and the flowers that they deserve um, when it comes to this thing called entertainment? Because a lot of DJs feel certain ways and whatnot. So what is your outtake on that? I mean, I, I, I think we get a lot of respect. Um, I don't think about the new artists, maybe not so much, the young generation. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, I mean, I, I, I feel we get a lot of flowers. You feel like that? I do. Ooh. Tell us, tell us about... Um some experiences you've had with some of these artists or the newer artists and the older artists, because I know um, I talked to a DJ um, a few, a few weeks ago and they were like, as far as like describing the old heads against the, the younger ones and like respecting how they used to do things and how the, the newer generation are doing things now. So, so tell us, um, like a story of how I got my flowers or a story? Yeah, how you get your flowers or just, you know, any experiences you've had with the the younger generation. Because <clears throat> you've yeah, been in the well, game just, for, you know, for a while. So, you know, you're considered an OG or a legend. So at this point, what, you know, what have the younger generation given to you? Yeah, well, I mean, as far as flowers, I mean, I feel like anywhere I go in the world, um, artists show respect. They show love. Mm-hmm. They even, I mean, they give me bottles. Like it's like it's they show up. Like I can, if I feel like I can go to anywhere in the in the world and have almost any artist show up for me. Wow! And and to me, that's that's good enough. Yeah, for sure. For that's for damn sure. So, who have you been working with um, thus far? I'm bouncing around because um, I have a lot of notes. I have the like I got two pages of notes, but. <laughs> But yeah, who have you been working with thus far? Uh, I mean, in the last ten in the last ten years, um, OT Genesis was 2013-14. I was actually his DJ. What? Um, Pretty Ricky, I was their DJ. Um, I mean, so it's so many now. It's been it's so many artists now. Like that, those. Those artists I just named was at the at the beginning of my of my rise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's been so many artists now. I I feel like if I start naming them, I I'll be disrespectful to some. <laughs> you, know, you, you didn't name me, right? <laughs> and what why do you why do you think people feel that way? 
like when you start to name those people or name people and they're like, oh, well, you miss me. And or, you know what I mean? It's just it's sometimes it just happens that way. Yeah, uh, I think people feel that way because it's like um, it's like if you in a I'm not if you're in a relationship and you don't mention your girl. Gotcha. Like they feel a certain way. Gotcha. Sometimes you just forget to mention her. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Now I want to move back to um the the record breaking uh aspect of it because I I meant to say I had a connection with you because I've um I've broken a record here in Virginia which is the bow the Ray Nitty Bow record and um can you let people know how either difficult or how easy it is to break a record when it comes to this thing called entertainment. Uh, nowadays, I mean, it, it, it's easier now because it's, uh, easier to make money in music. Mm -hmm. The only problem now is, uh, if these artists nowadays, they really want more fame than money because it's artists that are making money, but they don't feel famous enough. Uh -huh. So they, they'll, they'll say you didn't break their record. Uh, back in the day, you break a record. It was money actually correlated with their success of the record. Mm. Now that's not what happens mm, because it's like units <coughs> sold and are now compared to streaming. If right, if I get, yeah, I'm if, assuming if, if that's is that how that works because I'm. Wait, I'm what, what was you? What'd you say? I said um like because you it used to be where it's like units like records sold like physical copies sold rather than right. it being streaming. So right when that when that happened, how did that affect the DJ get side of of things? Well, with me, it it actually streaming is what catapulted my my business and, and my success, I believe, um, it's just artists. They're, they're not, like I said, they don't put sales with if, if they're not famous enough. So for example, in the early two thousands, late in the 10, 15 years ago, you had, the, it was a certain process almost you had to do. Right. And then you wouldn't actually feel the success until you got the sales. Gotcha. So now, now you can go viral in two weeks and then be nobody a month from now, but you made a ton of money. So are you, did the record break or not? The people, the people heard the record back in, back in the day. If you, if a lot of people heard the record, it's going to, it's going to take a, a long time for them to get that off of their mind. Recoup. Now they can just go to the next thing so quick. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. they'll they'll just mix it and they're like, oh well, I just dropped the song last night. I'm about to I'm about to drop it tonight or you know upload it tonight and then shoot a video and then that's it. And it's just like it's a different wave now because um, everything is so cookie cutter and microwavable. And I mean, it it can be used, but then again, like you said, it's just <clears throat> it's certain things that are changing. And so. Um, Outside of being a DJ, what else do you do? I know I've listed a lot of things. You 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 are a partner with Hip Hop Weekly. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're par also working with Armadale, um, and then you do digital. What is it? Digital relations manager. So can you explain a little bit behind each one of those features? Yeah. Well, Armadale Armadale Vodka was is a company 
uh, that Jay Z used to own, and he ended up selling it, or they they ended up selling it, and a guy in New York bought the company, and they brought me along to help market the company to rebuild the brand. Um, and then that same owner, that same investor, actually did the same thing with Hip Hop Weekly because Benzino sold Hip Hop Weekly, wow. and it. And then when they bought Hip Hop Weekly, they um they turning it. They actually in the process they actually turned the magazine into a radio network, right? In which I DJ on that radio network, and it started off of uh, the magazine a year or two ago. A year ago, uh, we decided to do a a radio show on the, on the website, and the show went viral, and that show turned into uh, the radio show, which turned into a radio network. Um, a digital relations manager is basically the same as a public relations manager, but it's all digital. So, the the, the like a, a lot of people they don't know uh, public relations is different. I believe it's different the way public relations is twenty twenty one, and like you everything you could do digital. Right. So what I do is I actually have a company called Nectar Medias and I run the company and we help people with their digital relations where uh, we correlate your numbers to, 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 to get to other people and help people get sponsorships. And, and that's what that is. Okay. And you have to have a budget for that. You can't come, you can't come to you (laughs) with no budget or no, like, you know, I don't know if you take trades. Do you do you work off of also trades or or you mainly just trades like, like your like, day service for my service? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I I do actually. I that's more of just a relationship. Hey, I do this for you, um, but more than likely, I've been doing this twenty three years. Uh, it's almost nothing that anybody has that I can't do Ooh. that I can't get. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I normally, if somebody has a service that, mm-hmm. that, that I don't do, I normally just pay them mm. and then I end up keep paying them and, and, and then hopefully I pay them enough to where I get that service at a cheaper cost and, and we don't have to trade services. Mm. We just keep getting paid. Mm. Cause sometimes, I like to pay everybody. Yeah. Cause sometimes, um, trading, you, <sighs> I don't like to hear no for an answer when it comes to my services or my the value that I have because if I know my value and my worth and my whatever I have to offer is is equivalent to what you're offering um you should definitely take you know at least try to and don't don't ta- don't take no for an answer because 9 times out of 10 if you walk away from something like that then it's just it's never going to come back if that makes sense but um but yeah, I, that's just a whole nother situation right there. But um, also with the Armadale, I I follow Armadale, and they also like some of the things on my pages. I'm I've been trying to get Armadale on <laughs> on board for the longest. Yeah, <laughs> I have the original bottle. I wish I would have had it here with me today, but I have the original bottle of the Armadale. But shout out to Armadale, and also uh, I have another connection. You have with Hip Hop Weekly. You all do something called Next to Blow. You did recently just did something in Richmond, probably like a month, maybe two months ago, and I had met Stretch from Hip Hop yeah. Weekly, and so um, that was another connection that I had with that. So can you tell or elaborate a little bit on um, the Next to Blow, or do you still? 
do you all still do that and what it entails and so on and so forth? Yeah, the next to blow, um, I didn't have much to do. I did. I was contributed to the one in Atlanta and I think one in New York. Uh, the next to blow is just a, a platform for new artists to to showcase their talent. Uh, I believe one artist, I don't remember which one he was on, uh, actually recently signed a record deal and from from our stages. Really? Uh, it's just a showcase. We have a lot of relations. We have a lot of relations and a lot of people show up to the things we do. So it's it's just basically a, sh- a showcase to show and tell your talents to some uh, important people who might be able to change your life. For sure. Because I want to get you guys here in Virginia Beach because I've been I've been trying to, you know, reach out to Stretch and talk about that because I have some locations and I of course, there's a lot of talent here. So yeah. we need, you know, on our off time, we we need to come together and, you know, bring this a big showcase and bring people out because uh, we used to have this thing called something in the water, which is um I don't think it's coming back to Virginia at all that was going to showcase the talent of, of these individuals. And I think what you guys are doing are definitely is definitely needed here in Virginia. So um, we definitely need to talk about that um, offline. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you've also worked with or service Interscope universal. It's just a list, like a list that goes on and on and on. So how did you get into that side of like servicing and um, that portion of it? Yeah, well, that comes just building relationships uh, from from the ground up. An artist may start with may start with me, and then they work all the way to getting a, a record deal. And I just continue that relationship throughout the record throughout their record deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so every label I don't probably help or been a part of or contributed or or was a key factor into an artist getting a deal at almost every label. And then I have relationships with people who work at these labels. Wow. So shout out to you because you've been doing this for a long time. And like I said before, I think we have been keeping in contact via social media. And I, I don't think I've ever met you in person yet. It's going to come a time, though. We will meet yeah. each other in person. But I think, yeah, we've been we've been corresponding through social media. I think it was Twitter, maybe. But I don't know. But like I said, the universe works in a mysterious way. And it's just everything is coming full circle. And um, with that being said, what are you currently working on? I know you um, had the Ugly Money Tour, uh, the weekend listening party, um, and a few other things. If you can give give some of the things you're working on. I'm just figuring out this, my next move, to be honest. Like, uh, I'm I'm getting older, so I'm... I'm getting more into management, mm. uh, investing. Uh, I'm still DJing. I still got my radio show, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking for that next artist that I can actually put maybe my money behind. Mm. Do you ever come uh, out to Virginia? Yeah, I was. We was just in Virginia. I was just in Virginia uh, six months ago, I think. Really? Yeah. See, now that you have a friend here in Virginia, you can hit me up and we can set some things up. Because my fiance, he has a, his own studio, so we I even have a place to even have certain things like that. So yeah, it's, a, it's an artist. I don't even know which part of Virginia he's from. Uh, everybody's talking about him. F F F F N F Chop. F and he probably from Richmond then. 
if I'm not hey, mistaken. I don't know it might be it might be Richmond. He, it's called, he got the song uh walk walk it down. Oh walk down. Oh, oh sh- oh this song just popped in my head and popped right out. Um I know exactly who you're talking about. If oh shit. He might be he might be from Norfolk then, if I'm not mistaken. But we'll see. We'll definitely check in on that. <laughs> so what is some advice that you can leave um this thing called entertainment? Like what is some advice for the up and coming artists, for up and coming DJs, anybody that um that that you see, you know, that is working and hustling. What what is some advice that you can leave? Um, don't quit. Invest in yourself. Um, do it yourself. That's what I found. That was my path. Mm. And don't, don't wait quit, for nobody. <laughs> don't wait for no. Oh, that's a, that's yeah. a wrong way to say it. Don't wait for anyone because yeah. <laughs> so so with that being said, um, like how important is like the business behind being an artist, being a DJ, just or in general, just being an entrepreneur. How important is that to you? Business is very important, and the the thing now with artists nowadays is they got it easier than I have. Like artists can, um, when when I started my business, I had to pay a lawyer a hefty fee. Now they got legal Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can get your business started for two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, this is very important. But even if they start the business through LegalZoom, I mean, they still need that, you know, that somebody that be like, no, that's not right. Or, you know what I mean? They still need that guidance. And with that being. Yeah, absolutely. And with that. Yeah, find you a mentor. Yeah. And with that being said, do you still believe in. I mean, do you still think that we have A&Rs or is A&R being an A&R important? And if if we don't have it, why are we lacking that? Um, well, the A&R, I think nowadays is they what they do is a little bit different than how they used to do it. Mm-hmm. They're still A&Rs because I, I talk to them all the time, okay. which their, their job title or what they do is a little bit different. They used to like mold an artist. Now they basically are like road managers. Mm. Wow. You put that into a different perspective. And, and with that also being said, how important is having the right team with you when it comes to this thing called entertainment? A team is a team is important. Uh, a team will help you scale. It, it, I know music; they don't they don't might not call it scale, but it's really scaling. When you go from a thousand streams or a thousand CD sales or whatever, mm-hmm. you want to go to a million. That's in business where it's actually scaling your business. Mm. And when you start selling bigger numbers, you're going to have to figure out who's going to do what and and, and everything because you're going to be too busy. Right. Right. Now, as far as just being an artist, do you think that the artist should just be the artist or should they know some type of um, foundation for what they're doing? Uh, I think Kanye West said it the best. Uh, It just depends on the artist because at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're the CEO. Mm. So, are you gonna be the CEO that? Um, actually, you're the brand, but are you gonna be the CEO or are you gonna just be the brand? Some artists are good with just being the brand. Yeah. Some artists are good with being the CEO. So it just depends on every every artist is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
song. Mm-mm-mm. And we're going to uh, go to our top five topics. Oh, well, is first of all, is there anything that you would like to leave our guests and our friends today um, as far as, you know, any 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 more advice that you can give uh, any of your social media, any of your anything that you're working on, anything like that? Yeah, well, advice. Um, I was just talking with somebody today and I was telling them uh, this is actually going to be a, probably a gem for your audiences. It's how to um, how to basically I, I won't say hustle the bank, but it's basically how to create capital for your business for your label for your company uh, especially with i i just learned i just recently learned about legal zoom from another friend and i was like, i'm gonna implement this in my service and offer artists because some artists don't have credit cards right so artists if they have um if they start a business and then you start a business account e- even if you're not making revenue you take your regular job income you put it in your business account that creates business revenue six months into that you you apply for credit based on your company's gains and they they normally and you don't even have to have great credit not bad credit but you could have okay credit right they'll give you so if you deposit and say you only make two grand a month off your job you put two grand in that account, not saving it, you're just putting it, let it sit, spend it on whatever, use it as expenses. The bank will normally give you a credit for ten times that amount. Whoa. Yeah. And now you got a twenty thousand dollar investment okay. for your business that you could use to promote market. You can put or whatever. back into your business. Yeah, so that's that's something I just recently I it's not a hundred proof. I I just been seeing that's that's been working for artists I've been working with that I've been helping them set up bank accounts and businesses with. Mm. Shout out to you for even um, pushing forward with and taking the time to work with these artists, even if they're older or younger, because a lot of people, they don't like, like I said before, the A&R side of it is, is very important. And, and most of the time they're taking people that are already have, that already have like a hundred thousand followers or, you know, they already have the name for themselves. All they need to do is have a, a label behind them or distribution or whatever the case may be. And so that, yeah, that's just, that's important. It's very important. So make sure you guys follow him and get all, he pay for the service. Cause it's worth it from, he's just giving y'all some free gym right now. Just imagine six months down the line, you $20,000 richer, 10,000, whatever the case may be, you're, you, you got money in your pocket to spend on your business and your, your goal and your, what is it? Your dream, so to speak, because a lot of people come into this game and think that it's a, not a game. A lot of people come into this industry and think it's a game um and they don't have the money or the means to you know pay for it or you know they they nickel and dime and they still in the streets and stuff yeah. like that so and also how do you feel about that transition for the artists that are still you know got the street side but trying to break into the industry i mean i think it's for some people it's a part of life i mm-hmm. mean even i went through I went through that multiple times in the industry and I, I I won't even say I'm a street dude. I just knew street dudes. I don't, and I went to prison behind knowing street dudes. So, I mean, it's a, I believe it's a part of life. I I definitely can't judge them. 
and and sometimes it's not even stuff they doing right they're just in the wrong place at the wrong time sometimes and they just get caught up yeah mm. or or old stuff old stuff mm, 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 mm. all right so let's move to our top five which is questions catered to my guests here we go here we go um top five records you've broken top five records i broke yeah uh throw it off uh fanatics the uh the dunk the dun mm-hmm. um see I, I count ot genesis touchdown which was actually before coco mm-hmm. but i count touchdown um uh top five so many uh, Tory Lane, say it. You broke that record. Um, <laughs> and Mark, uh, Marcus Black, I, I, I just gotta include him because he's the one that put me on the most stuff. Mm, Marcus Black is he? He's from the Love and Hip Hop. Love and Hip Hop, Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Him and Brooke Valentine. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly who that is. Oh, yeah, I went to I, I went to middle. We was in middle school together. Really? Yeah. Did you have you ever been school. on the show? Have you ever like did anything, or would you do a reality show? Uh, I probably would. I I don't. I think I'm too <laughs> too real. I, I'm too uncontrollable. <laughs> I think I'm, 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 I'm too, they won't. They can't control me. Mm. They said you did. like. <laughs> Like the the reason I wouldn't be on a reality show is probably the same reason I don't actually work for like a label or anything directly. Gotcha. I just I like to do I like to set my own rules. Um and I don't I don't like nobody telling me what to do. Oh, you heard. <laughs> top five tours you've been on. Uh top five tours. Mm-hmm. Um my favorite. I went on three tours with Marcus. Oh, a long, long time ago, and since I, I would say those three, a pretty Ricky tour. Um, How was that? First, don't don't skip over that because pretty Ricky. <laughs> I know all them cats is probably wild as hell. So touch a little bit on that side of that. How was that? Yeah, that, I mean, it was it was a, an experience. Um, <laughs> You got to remember, it's four. It's four of them, so they all got different personalities. And um, I, I built my relationship was started with with spectacular, which um, he has like he's more business minded. Yes. So he's more focused. Yes. And then when you to me when I would tour with artists, I I always tried to be behind. I I I just kept in the back. So I mean, we we would do a show, and then normally we'd do an after party at a club, and um, so and this is later. This is not their early earlier career. This is recent career. Oh, this is not Blue Star. This is not when they first dropped. They, they first, no the, okay. when they no the stories I've heard prior <laughs> to me were a little bit more crazier than <laughs> than the recent. The last ten, the last ten years they've been a little more. 
little more, a little more controlled. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so the uh, that was three so far. So you got two more. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Oh, the I was on a game. I this was another tour with Marcus, but it was games tour. Okay. Um. Shout out to game. That was fun. Uh. And then, like the recent tours, the Ugly Money tours, I like those because it is different, and it's it actually gives me more to showcase. Because mm. every other tour, I was, I was the artist's DJ. So talk and a little recent, bit about the Ugly Money tour. Ugly Money tour is um, I well first I met Nietzsche on a Pretty Ricky tour was spectacular. We went to his house at a studio. Um, and we were recording music mm -hmm. and I built that relationship with him then. And then, um, he was putting on a tour and just putting on a tour and me working with new artists. It just felt like a good fit to, to, to connect each other's brands with each other. Dope. That's dope. All right. So that was, I think that was the last one. Yeah, that was the last one. Um, top five artists you've worked with. I think you've, you top, um, you said top five artists. Yeah, I think you named some of them. I know OT. You mentioned OT Marcus and so, top five to work with or top five overall. Um, you can do however you want. You can pick this my, one. My top five: um, Jay Z, Drake, um, Jay Z, Drake, Lil Wayne, mm -hmm. um. Biggie Pac. Biggie Pac. All right. Um, and this is the last one. Top five moments in your career. Top five moments in my career. Uh, 2002 Chingy concert. I remember, um, I don't know if it's a top five, uh, mo top, or it's most mem one of my memorables. Uh-huh. Uh, I was a show with Chingy 2002. Uh, it was actually probably my biggest show today at that time. And uh, he had a dude with one leg. I just remember that dude came out, his hype man. I don't know if it was his hype man, but I just remember that came out with one leg. Um, that was extremely memorable. Right. Um, uh, my first Pretty Ricky show, mm. that, was, that was memorable. That was probably the most screams I've ever heard. Was a pretty was my first pretty Ricky show, and then I had all my friends with me. That was um um. Uh, let's see, what's another one? So many. Um, Smokers Club tour. I don't it just that was the most memorable because that was like my first tour, my first tour. And that was with Marcus, like. Uh, my first being part of the actual tour. Okay. And um, I had a memorable in 2000, maybe 2007. Mm -hmm. My I, It wasn't my first show doing outside of this, outside of California, but it was my first show where it was, I was the main DJ. And that was when in Texas, I think it was, and they didn't have the Serato. But that was, that was that show. And then um, one more. 
my my first my first club when I didn't have all the record when I the, the club when you snuck I, the when you snuck the record yeah when in. I snuck in because that story always comes up. <laughs> I know that's right. And um, as you guys know, I like to do this thing called exclusive access, exclusive access, in which I ask my guests to share with us, our friends, because after we do an interview, we are friends um, to share with us some exclusivity into their life. So is there anything exclusive access that you have today to share with us? Um, oh, man, I was. Um, just I think like I said earlier, I'm I'm looking to invest in the artists. Okay. I, I think that's real big. Um, I'm looking to manage the artists. I just I think I think that's just real real important for my next my next thing in life. Are you taking auditions or how how is the process um, for that? <clears throat> so those that are are you know are interested in you know continuing. I'm not taking auditions. It's more I'm just. I go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe when I when I see it or hear it, um, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And plus, a lot of the artists that I I work with, I um, I present them. I do label meetings very often. Okay, and I present a lot of artists, and that I that I believe in. But um, the labels don't like a lot of them. <laughs> they don't like most of them. Oh man! It's it's just it's something these labels uh, look for, and a lot of artists are missing our shows. Oh, they don't have their shows down. As far as like performing, or pre- like performing. Yeah, yeah. Or... Matter of fact, this is a gym. Okay. This would be exclusive. Exclusive uh, when, access. When I talk to a number of A and R's who do the signing at the labels, um. It's always four things: uh, streams, uh, which is sales, yep. uh, social media, yep. um, their shows, and their and their image. So artists, a lot of, nowadays, they don't have an image, right? So, for example, Drake is the certified lover boy. You know who he is, and that's his. He never. I won't say never, but these. He doesn't go off of that. Right. Even when I was talking to these execs, they said they said nectar. This is why, because a lot of a lot of these execs remember me as the DJ who doesn't scratch anymore. Right. So they, but I have a big brand, and they said the reason I have a big brand is that exact reason because you're the record breaker. Yes. I've never stirred away since I became that from the record breaker, and although these DJs might be the greatest DJs I'm surpassed a lot of them because of brand, right? Brand streams, social media shows. Mm. So these artists, they don't, they don't do shows. They got to start doing shows. And I don't mean clubs where they open it for Yo Gotti. I mean like shows where it's mm. their crowd. Mm. So that's what a lot of these artists are missing. And it's, and it's not making these labels. Not these labels aren't being interested because they don't have shows. They, they don't have image. Out. They're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where what I learned back to artist development is like, that's what also is a part of the artist development portion of it. And so right. um, when it comes to that, they also need a team 
that will, you know, kind of if, if you have a team that knows what they're doing or either willing to learn at the same time, you should do that as well. Because <clears throat> nine times out of ten, nobody's going to just come around and just be like, OK, well, I got this for you. Or, you know what I mean? I got but it, it doesn't normally go that way. So get you a, a team as well that can help you with these things and w- be willing to learn. Because some of these yeah. artists, like you said, some of them just they don't have certain things and or they don't they're not willing to open up to that. And so that's another downfall that some of these artists have. Cause I, I come across a lot of artists. Like, like I said, my fiance owns a studio and I'll just be like, how can I help the ones that are really pushing forward with their music? I see them consistently booking sessions. I see them consistently putting out work, you know, being that type. So what, I don't know what to do or how I can help them more than how they're helping themselves. And so that's another thing that I also want to get into is like A and R and stuff like that. So how? I, go ahead, go ahead. I would say, tell me personally, I would tell them get out the studio and get to the world. Mm. You can re- record a hundred records if if they don't hear the first one, the ninety nine don't matter. Mm. Push a record. That's my. That's just me. Get one record, push it. See how not you know what I mean? Stop, stop. Um, what is it coming out with something microwavable? Consider like it. It can't be that way. If you're gonna push a record, make a plan behind it. Have a have some visuals right. behind it. Have a a rollout. You know, it's certain things that you have to go. And I'm willing. I mean, I'm not willing. I'm I'm still learning that to this day because it's it it kind of go hand in hand with podcasting. So. You know what I mean? You have to do your research. You got to you got to promote, you got to market, you got to do certain things that, you know, are similar to what artists have to do and DJs have to do. So I, I definitely agree with that 120 percent. So, yeah. Is there anything else that you can leave our guest? Because uh, we're about to get up out of here and I'm going to get you to do your shout out social media. And then I have one final question, uh, which is the question of the day. No, I'm uh- uh, I don't. I don't think I got any more jewels. <laughs> and where they can follow you in social media and uh, any last words that you have? Yeah, they can follow me um, at Nectar on all platforms. N e c t e r r. It sounds like you about to say M e t h o d. And you know what is crazy? That was one of my moments. One of my favorite tours, the Method Man tour. That's a. It was with Marcus, but it was a Method Man tour. That was a crazy thing. Wow. I can't wait to meet them. I can't wait to meet half these people that I'm interviewing and half these people I come across because they just seem so humble. You, of course, seem like you're very, very humble down to earth and you just, you know, it's you're about your business. So that's another thing that I appreciate about you because I, I like to give flowers while I can and while, you know, people are still around. So um you're still around for a reason so make sure you guys listen to this gentleman because he's not speaking for his health he's speaking with truth experience and all of the above but go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off because i I like to do that (laughs) yeah um yeah but no social media at nectar n-e-c-t-e-r-r um i got a show on hip-hop weekly radio mondays Mm. and tuesdays 10 p.m eastern you could download the hip-hop weekly radio app on your um, Apple phone, your Google Play, iTunes, wherever you download apps from. Right. That's and it. that's that's what I got. Mm, I'm gonna have to get on Hip Hop Weekly Radio. I want to get. I want my own radio because I want to. I want to focus on the Virginia talent because if I can do that and have some of these artists, you know, p- 
present themselves like I've, I've been saying, then I'm pretty sure that, you know, something yeah, can happen. Yeah, hit up, hit up Stretch, and he could, he'll probably give you a show on the weekend. Yeah, that'd be a blessing. Oh, my God. And then, of course, Armadale. I got to get... <laughs> I gotta get Armadale a drink in my cup. You feel me? So we're gonna we'll talk about it offline. But um, the <laughs> last but not least question of the day is drum roll. Brrr, what bothers you about the industry, and how do you feel would fix it, or what will be your solution to fixing it? Uh, what bothers me is the monopolization of record labels. Um. That's what bothers me. And I say that because, um, for example, there's, we'll just make up enough 10 labels mm -hmm. and those 10 labels get a certain amount of money from the streaming services every year, no matter how many streams they do, they get it. So that takes away from, uh, the small artists who's going to get a million dollar advance from a label that has no risk because the label in a whole gets this exact amount, no matter what. But if that artist doesn't stream, he has, he loses and the label doesn't. And the label's going to be on his head. And it's to me, it seems more like they, it's a hustle. I respect the hustle, but I don't like it because like at the end of the day, you, you guys didn't lose. Cause he didn't sell. You guys didn't lose. You guys get the same amount from Spotify, Apple, uh, from every, every, they all get a certain amount every year based on their previous year sales. And then it's not, it's not like if Joe blow streams more, they get more. No, they don't. So in that, what that does, it takes away, it takes away from them earning they lose a advance or whatever. And then also it takes away from people like me because they don't hire people. Um, they don't want to actually put people, uh, invest into people who can help. Right. Cause that's not their interest. Their interest. I too, I've learned is not that much into helping them sell no more. They used to have, I started in, I started working for Interscope and I was an intern in the promotions it was like a hundred of us in one city. I don't see those departments, those promotion departments anymore. Cause I don't believe that they have the interest in sales. They want to build the image. So that's just me. I, w I would want them to bring promotions departments back. I'm sure they got depart they got departments, but I mean like Real back life. in the day we had, like I said, a hundred people and that was one, one read, one area, one city, one state. Yes. Yes, because I, too, I used to intern for Def Jam, and um, and I was a college intern. And when I tell you they used to do lifestyle runs, when they did the promo runs, they came to Norfolk State, and I had to set up the meet and greets. And they don't do a lot of those things as well anymore. And so Yeah, they'd have about 30 people outside of the event that work or volunteer. posters, guerrilla marketing doesn't yeah. I mean it, it exists because I know people that still do it but it's yeah but not mostly prominent. It's, the, it's the artists yeah yeah it's the artists doing that yeah for sure it's not they don't they're not giving incentives they we had incentives as a intern or as a volunteer okay we get to work and build our resume now this is really can't they, you can't do that right they don't do that they mm -mm. 
They don't. They barely do. Yeah, they don't do radio stations anymore. And if they do, it's like it's because of them. Like you said, they they they're reaching out and contacting that relationship that they built, and they're like, okay, well, I'll be in your city. What can you do? Can you fit me in? And it's it's not like they have the schedule like they used to. Like like we're stopping here. We're gonna go to one or three jams. We're gonna go to Hot ninety one. We're gonna go even the mom and pop ones. They used to hit yeah. literally all radio shows, podcasts, ODU. Um, if you know if just so many things are being missed and overlooked because it's just it's just lacking. Yeah, it's if you think about it. For example, if if um. Drake for Universal, the top selling artist for that company, more than likely. If Joe Blow comes in there and sells a certain amount more than they expected, it takes away from Drake. And mm. then th- that's one thing that they don't want to do. So they're going to put all their money behind Drake and they won't do it for Joe Blow. They're going to give him an advance, but the advance is they end up having to pay it back and interest or whatever. And it's really hurting the artists. Yeah. Sure. And it's not hurting the label. The label gets the same exact amount, no matter how many Joe Blow sells. It's like they're breaking even at this point. Right. Mm. No, they're winning. All the right. label's going to, they're winning. Because they get paid, they already Regardless. have a certain amount. Gotcha. Understood. Because it's market share. Every label is market share. It's by the size of their company. Gotcha. That's why these bigger companies buy these little companies, so they have more market share. And then they get a higher percentage. They it's it's already their percentage is what the company makes, gotcha. not what not what the label makes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So their interest is more on promoting Spotify, Apple, Stream. because if Spotify makes more money, their company gets that percentage of their market share that's put in the pot. Mm. And uh, I don't. It's a people. It's they're not. It's that's they're not people aren't invested into that scheme of things like. The label gets paid regardless. They're gonna advance him, and then they're gonna say because he didn't sell what you expected him to sell. Like your label still earned the same amount of money, right? Gotcha. So if you base your advance on one person, then yeah, you're, you're lost. But you didn't lose. You should base your advances on everybody, and that should be generated. Um, that's that's what I just Probably. think. I don't know. I, I I agree one hundred percent. And so this is literally my fa- my final question. So do you think an artist should stay independent or should they sign to a record label? Um, I think every artist is different. It, it just depends on the artist. Depends on the the person. Some artists is um like my guy Simba. He just said it. He's with Atlantic. He said I um I understand what. Mozzie did, but being independent is not for everybody. Right. Uh, you got to be a certain, you have to ha- be a certain type of person. You have to have a certain group of friends because their friends is going to be who's going to be your team. Facts. At a label, they don't have to be your friends because they're going to, they're, they're already constructed to, they don't, they're already constructed to do something for the purpose of a, of a company. Right. It's a job. Yeah, it's technically considered a job. That they're nine to five and their well beings or whatever. So, okay, I get it. I get it. And um, I want to thank you for even gracing so Hollywood the podcast because we are coming to a close here shortly. Um, 
But yeah, I just want to say keep doing your thing. Keep pushing forward. Keep telling these artists and this this thing called entertainment all of your 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 gems because we definitely need it and we're lacking a lot of things and um hopefully it'll get better hopefully i don't know if it will but (laughs) i have hope (laughs) i definitely have hope if we can continue to do this and spread the word then i don't i don't you know i don't see it not working so um with with that being said is there anything else that you have to leave our guests if not we're gonna close this show out and give my shout outs and then um yeah no, nah, that's it. I appreciate, I appreciate you. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't give up. Don't quit. Work hard. For sure. Invest in yourself. Mm. Make sure you guys follow me, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Follow the page, So Hollywood the Podcast on Instagram. Uh, like, share, subscribe this video and all the videos that are posted. You can find this video on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook, and all of your digital streaming platforms. Actually, the audio will drop soon. Um... Yeah, until next time, holla, holla, holla. All right, sir. Peace up, A-Town down. I'll talk to you later, DJ Neptune. So Hollywood. Peace. So Hollywood. You can be anywhere in the world. But you're here with me. Hey, it's, it's time to get ignorant. It's Hollywood lights are bright. Look, we're gonna speak this thing into existence, y'all. So Hollywood, the podcast is gonna turn into a radio show as well. Hip Hop Weekly, sign your girl. It's your girl. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to So Hollywood, the podcast. You can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it here. I belong here. If you're looking to advertise with me, hit me up. So Hollywood, the podcast at gmail.com. If you're looking to be a guest on the podcast, go to www.com all of hollywood.biz to sign up for my subscriptions if you want to get the hollywood lights merch i said hollywood lights so hollywood the podcast merch i will have that soon uh chub rock actually asked me for a t-shirt but anyways yeah we're gonna get into it but until next time ladies and gentlemen be blessed buy black and drink water and mind your business Peace. To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and M I S S Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgame.com.